Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different styles, the different grape varieties, and the history and culture of wine. In this final episode on Fortified Wine, we look at the historic wines of Australia, in particular Rutherglen Muscat. Australia has a long tradition of fortified wine production, but for the WSET diploma, the only style of wine you need to know about is Rutherglen Muscat itself. But in this uh, episode, we'll look at the other styles of fortified wine in brief, just to give some context to the fortified wine production in Australia historically and also today. Australia has a rich history of fortified wine, in part because of its connections with the UK. If we remember that in the UK in the 1860s, 70% of consumption was of fortified wine, we begin to understand why Australia had such a taste for fortified wine in the 19th century going into the 20th century, because there were so many um, emigrants coming from the UK. One of those was Dr Penfold, who moved to the moved to Adelaide in the 1840s, and he set up a medicinal firm which um, sold fortified wine, which he made on his property in Adelaide. And that fortified wine was marketed as having medicinal benefits, of course, because medicine does have alcohol alcohol in it. And I can't dispute that a, a little glass of sherry or port does you any harm whatsoever. His business was very successful, and it became even more successful when his daughter and son-in-law took it over and made it into one of the biggest businesses in Australia. And by the time of the First World War, a third of Australian wine um, bought and sold was Penfolds. And so it's such a dominant uh, brand, and still one of the most important and biggest brands in Australia. And so fortified wine dominated consumption in Australia. And that was the case until the 1960s, when there began a slow transition from fortified wine to dry table wine, both red and white, red from Shiraz, white from Chardonnay often, which were the wines which put Australia on the international map. And so, as with other fortified wines, Australian fortified wine has been in decline since the 1960s, but it's still an important category, full of history and also full of quality. One of the styles of fortified wine that is made in Australia is their version of port. And officially they can no longer call it port, because um, if Australia wants to export wine to the EU, it cannot use European terms. So what the Australians now call port is tawny, which is kind of a typically cheeky Australian way of using a port term that is not protected to describe their own wines. Because certainly the tradition of making these wines really does follow on from port and goes back a couple of hundred years. However, Australian port, to use that term in inverted commas, is very different from uh, the actual port of Portugal. The grapes are often different. There are some Portuguese grapes planted to to make these wines, but often it's Grenache or Shiraz, kind of more traditional Australian uh, grape varieties, which produce slightly different styles of wine. And also the wines can often be oxidated, and so you'll have these oxidated aromas of nuts and toffee, making the wines a bit richer and nuttier and more oxidated than port often is more like a tawny style, hence the reason that um, the Australians use that tawny term to describe their wines. However, the colour isn't always tawny, sometimes it's going to be ruby, and sometimes it's going to be amber, or uh, even brown, really depending on how old the wine is and how much it's been oxidised. 
But the most famous style of fortified wine in Australia are the wines which come from Rutherglen, both Rutherglen Muscat and Rutherglen Topeque. And it's Muscat that we're going to focus on, but at the end I'll mention uh, Topeque and describe how that is different from Rutherglen Muscat. So Rutherglen is inland Australia, very, very warm, in the middle of nowhere. It's over a three-hour drive from Melbourne to the south, and over six hours to sit to Sydney to the north, and it's right on the border between Victoria and New South Wales. But it has a rich tr tradition of uh, winemaking, going back to the 19th century when Victoria dominated wine production in Australia. And it does make uh, dry table wines, but it's really famous for its fortified wines. So let's look at Muscat. So the version of Muscat that they use is called Brown Muscat, and this is a darker skinned version of Muscat. Uh, Blanc Petit Grand. And that darker skin does add to the colour of the wine and make it much darker, especially as the wines age and get oxidated, than the Muscats of uh, France, the Muscat de Baume de Venise, for example, which is very pale coloured. The grapes are picked in the very warm climate of Rutherglen when they are partially shriveled. So the sugar is really concentrated, they're becoming like raisins. So this is the first step towards making the very sweet style of Rutherglen Muscat. The wines are then fermented to around about 6-8% to alcohol before they are fortified with a strong grape spirit, which kills off the fermentation, as is the case with fortified wine. And the wines are fortified to around 17-18%, to so about medium alcohol in fortified wine terms. And that of course preserves the sweetness, remembering that there's lots of sugar um, already from the, those concentrated grapes, so we're getting a very sweet wine. And then the aging process takes on two different forms, which makes it a mixture almost of sherry and Madeira, whilst maintaining its own very distinctive style. So the wines will be aged in a type of Solera system, where the wines are topped up when they're ready for bottling, rather than the Solera system, which is a continual topping up. Basically, the barrels are topped up when they're ready for um, sale. And the wines are aged in very large old oak casks, which allow oxygen to gradually permeate the casks and influence the wine. And this will turn the colour of the wine darker as the wines get older. And they will also add nutty, caramel, toffee aromas to the wine. But Rutherglen is very hot, and the locals make no attempt to protect the wines from that heat. So although they're not stored outside, the casks are inside these uh, cellars or sheds, which re retain the heat of the day. And the sheds are usually made of tin or iron, it's like corrugated iron. And rather than reflecting the heat and protecting the wines, they actually absorb the heat and keep the cellars warm. Not quite as warm as outside, where it can get up to 40 degrees C, but still much warmer than your average cellar temperature. And so imagine going um, from the sun into the shade. That's the difference between outside and going into one of these cellars. So the temperatures are warm. And so you have that madderized effect, that cooked, baked effect that's heating the wine and results in those cooked and baked aromas. And so you have a mixture of those sherry aromas and Madeira aromas. And yet Rutherglen Muscat really is its own thing. The wines are aged for many years, and there are different categories of ageing which are completely unofficial. These are not legal definitions, but nevertheless, local producers do adhere to them quite strictly. So you have your regular Rutherglen Muscat, which is younger than five years. So that's the youngest style of Muscat. That's going to be the palest colour, maybe a pale gold colour, maybe getting a slight amber tinge. But it won't be as developed and concentrated. Then you have Classic, which is five years plus, and this is a a good example to find if you can find a Rutherglen classic Muscat. You've got the amber colour, nutty aromas developing, toffee aromas, and the fruits are slightly cooked and baked, but it's not too developed. There's still a freshness to it, um, that, which makes it very uh, immediate and drinkable.
And then you have Grand, which is 10 years plus, and here you're really getting those mixture of oxidated and uh, madurized aromas. Everything is a bit more cooked and baked, the color is deeper, going from amber to brown, and you're getting really nutty aromas, and it's getting really sticky toffee fudge aromas, and getting sweeter and co more concentrated. And then finally you have Rare, which is 15 years or more, and this is where you really have really concentrated aromas, really madurized and sherry aromas, and really rich, sweet Christmas cake, molasses aromas. And these wines can even be black, especially ones which are even older than 15 years of age. And so really rich. The wines themselves have that sticky sweetness, and Australians do call them stickies for a good reason, because they're, they're really viscous and they really stick to your palate. Really incredible levels of uh, sweetness and richness. and um, the equivalent I can think of is sticky toffee pudding, which may mean more to British listeners than US listeners. But sticky toffee pudding is this really rich toffee dessert in the UK, which goes very well with um, River Glen Muscat or indeed a Petro Jimenez sherry. But it's that same level of rich sweetness. Acidity, however, in Muscat is relatively low. And so you're not going to get a re refreshing style of wine, but more of a heavy, sweet style of wine, which is really good with desserts or with cigars. It's like really intense flavors. So just a quick reference to Topeque, which is different from Rutherglen Muscat because it's a different grape. And the grape here is Muscadel, which does have naturally higher acidity, so the wines are more refreshing. Though the yields in Muscat are erratic, which can make it quite difficult for producers to work with. It's called Topeque, again because of EU rules. It used to be called Toke, and the Hungarians um, made the Australians change the name because they felt it was too similar to Tokai, the great sweet wine of Hungary. And so they undertook a big research campaign, the Australians, and changed it to Topeque. It's not the best name, I don't think, but it's what we're stuck with. And this wine goes undergoes the same aging process that uh, Rutherglen Muscat does. So we have the same terms, the regular Topeque, classic, grand and rare. Um, and they're aged in old oak casks, they're exposed to oxygen, they're exposed to heat. But the um, aromatics do change quite a bit. With Muscat, which is quite a grapey grape, quite aromatic, those aromatics are preserved as the wine goes through its aging. And all those grapey aromas will turn to raisins and sultanas and currants. There's still a grapiness to the wines. Muscadel is a little bit different, and it develops with age and changes. And actually the differences between the regular, classic, grand and rare can be really noticeable in Topeque, even more so than in Muscat. And what you really get with um, Topeque are two very distinct aromas, which are cold tea and fish oil. And those don't sound very pleasant, but when you taste the wine you really do get them. And, it really, and they're really integrated into the body and texture of the wine, so they're actually very pleasant. With the cold tea, you can think of maybe an IPA that's been made with uh, tea leaves. It's that kind of texture. And then fish oil is that really oily, tangy, viscous quality to the wines, with that acidity keeping the wines refreshing and alive. So those are the fortified wines of Australia, very distinct styles and uh, very important and very historic and still very high quality. As with fortified wine in Europe, there's an emphasis on quality now because people aren't buying the wines in big enough amounts to justify producing high volume wines. Do seek them out and drink them if you can. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.